Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Danielle Fetty. Danielle is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at FedTech. They are a biotech company in the regenerative medicine space. I love this episode. I mean, oh my gosh, so much. So if you guys have been following anything, uh, you know that I started a new job as a chief communications officer for this company called FedTech. This is FedTech. Danielle, as I said, we go way back, but this space of what they're doing in the regenerative medicine medical space is unreal. There's no one out there doing what they're doing. And we get into a lot of different things. So you guys do not want to miss this episode. Again, Danielle Fetty, co-founder and chief marketing officer at FetTech. You can find them at FetTech.com. As we said in the episode, there's going to be facelifts and new websites coming out. So there is a space that if you guys want to add your email, you can kind of follow what we are doing. But just get a little insight into the amazing amazing, creative, kind of badass world of Danielle Fetty. So don't forget to, again, go to fettech.com for a little bit more information. And we will see you guys for another episode of Your Next Stop. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode with Danielle Fetty. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I say this every single time. I'm so excited to bring you another guest that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. But this is going to be a little different because we're going to not dive into Danielle Fetty's story. Welcome, Danielle, by the way. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We're going to actually do go backwards. You guys know, like I like to shake things up. So today we're going to shake things up a little bit. Danielle Fetty uh, is the co-founder and the chief marketing officer at FetTech, which is a biotech company in the regenerative medical space. And what they're doing is so freaking fantastic. Like you guys are going to hear about this. So you can go to FetTech.com and things in the next like month are just going to start really kind of blowing up. And so I'm like kind of squealing here. But Danielle, I, I can't wait to get into the story. So welcome again to your next stop. And uh woo, thanks, this is going to be good. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's always fun to hang out with you. Yes. So Danielle and I go way back. And if you guys, you've heard, Danielle has been on the podcast before. We've also done, she was on Word Blindness um, a couple weeks ago. So also, if you want to get to know Danielle a little bit better, you can also listen to that. But then you can do some research because again, as I said, in the next month, um, there's going to be a lot of news out there. So Danielle, if you can take us through a little bit, just like what you're doing right now, in this biotech kind of world um, to get everyone interested. Again, fettech.com. You guys can go check that out. So my husband and I have worked in the regenerative medicine space for years. And my husband is a tissue engineer and he invents medical devices. And I'm a nurse by trait and have worked in wound care and the medical space of burn and trauma for a very, very long time. And together we were working for other people and, um, we had visions of how to advance this, the space because it's primarily in the hospitals used, like I said, in wound care, trauma, burns, this type of technology. And we had visions of, um, being able to help lots of different patients with different disease states. So basically the product that we have invented, when you put it into the body, it recognizes injury. And most people that are healthy enough to heal will go through inflammatory response and then form scar tissue. That's like, 
scarring basically protects us from getting further infection or other complications. So when our powder goes into the body, so say, for example, you have been through a wound. I'm sorry, not a wound, a burn. Um, no, you have a wound from a burn. You would put on our, you would put our product in and it would signal to your body to heal differently. And literally it would attract stem cells. So it would make your own body stem cells come to the site and then would give it the tools and instructions it would need to remodel and repair, which is exceptional. So we've been using this product. Um, it, that's, like I said, it's FDA cleared since 2018 in the hospitals all throughout the country. And we've just had the most phenomenal success. I mean, really, every time I see it being used, I pinch myself with gratitude that we're able to help people the way we're able to. So that's yeah, kind of... Yeah, because well, so, I want to take it back because you know the listeners are always um, curious like I am. And so... How did this kind of all come about? Like as a kid, you know, again, we love talking about that, but we do know your story. Again, Danielle and I go way, way back and uh, we started working together probably five years ago when FetTech was really starting to come come to fruition. You guys know about my storytelling, my podcast. And we started working together really about Danielle's story and the company's story. And just recently, the the Fetties were like, Hey, can you come on board? So I am getting like the most crazy opportunity to help with the communications. And I said to, to Danny, I was like, and Clay, I was like, listen, I really think this would be a great idea if you guys came on your next stop, because first of all, this is so fascinating. This is so something that I never dreamed of doing, but this is what this podcast is about. And you had dreams as a kid. So I kind of want you to tell us a little bit about your background um, and kind of how you got into the, the medical space. Yeah. So I always, I always knew I'd be in healthcare helping people heal in some capacity, but, um, you know, like when I was a young child and I'd see someone fall in the playground, I was literally the first one, no matter what kind of blood was involved, I'd be the first one to the scene where I noticed my friends would like run away crying and were scared of it. So I knew I was pretty different early on when it come when it came to like healthcare in general, but I also have dyslexia. So school was very, very hard for me. And I struggled with having a visual path as to how I could be in medicine when people laughed at me and said, Oh, you're stupid or you can't take tests. I just had a knowing that I would get here, just didn't know how. So I took a really a traditional um, route where I, and I went to undergrad at university of Delaware. Thank goodness. I played lacrosse. It definitely helped me get into the school. And um, after trying like every science major and realizing like being pre-med is, it's just a waste of a diploma because I won't get into med school. I won't get into chiropractic school, PT school, PA school, any of the exceptional schools, <laughs> but I knew I was smart and I wanted to help make a difference. So I had a professor, um, someone at the school said, Hey, there's a year grad program for nursing. You just needed like an undergrad degree in, in the sciences. So I kind of talked my way into getting into this, uh, program before I actually graduated. So I took a year accelerated nursing program. And then I was like, Oh gosh, this is not the career path for me that like nurses have to be so attention to detail. So good with documentation, everything I'm not. So I said to my professor, what am I going to do? He's like, you'd be great in sales. I'm like, okay, I did not go this far and work so hard in school to be in sales. He's like, no, no, no. Like you educate the way doctors and clinicians would, would learn about new technology is through people like you. So he, helped me get a job with Eli Lilly. And I sat in there and the, the interview room and everyone had years of experience. And they looked at me like, you little kid out of school, you're never going to get the job. And long story short, I guess I sold myself. I got the job. And from that point on, I learned very quickly what corporate America was all about. And I thought it was just each company I would job hop to because every year I was like, this is not fulfilling 
but it's supposed to be because this is like a really awesome job according to most. So I would job hop year after year. And then I tried surgical sales where I was, you know, in the OR and training surgeons on like cutting edge things like pacemakers for the brain and the patient was awake and I was training the neurosurgeon. So I felt rewarded in the sense I was getting a lot of opportunity and solid corporate training. But um, when I met my husband, probably in like 2009, he was probably the first person in corporate America that visualized things the way I did. And it was almost like where our hands were tied as most of your the people on your show say, like with corporate America, I feel like we were really um, not able to use our creative juices, if you will, and advance medicine. So by the time I met Clay, I had ended up in the wound care space. And that was the first time I actually really felt like I am a rock star because wound care is very, very subjective. It's not like orthopedic or neurosurgery. Like it's not like A plus B equals C when you're putting in a screw and a plate into a hip, for example. So it, because it's so subjective, a lot of clinicians have trouble in the space because they don't like having to figure things out. They're more like calculative in, the, in their thought processes. But for me, I'm like, whoa, if we don't really know what the body needs or when it needs it, and we have all these various wound care supplies and we get to get creative till we heal the patient. I can figure stuff out quicker than anyone. So here I would be in a room with people from Harvard and Princeton. And I'm like, they're literally asking me what to do to heal this patient. And I'm able to do it. Then I met I, my husband. I'm going I'm to pause you because there's so many things that you just said there that I love that I really want the listeners to think about. Because first of all, if anyone knows anything about dyslexia, you think out of the box. Like you have a different thought pattern that is documented. I mean, like if you go and really study dyslexia, that is one of our gifts. My listeners know I'm dyslexic. That's something that we've connected. There is, it's so fascinating to think, but also because of all the struggles that you went through, but then also all the, the things that you were like, okay, I know I'm good at this. I know I, I'm good at that. So again, as, as listeners are thinking about their own stories, I want you to think about those times that really you might have been down, but you're like, okay, I'm going to rise above. I'm going to rise above. And sometimes where people get, you know, caught up in the weeds because they're like, I keep failing. I keep failing. I know you and I have talked about this. When I fail, I'm like, okay, there's something good on the other side. Like I know the more I fail, the more I'm getting to what I'm meant to do. So I love how you kind of just pinpointed that you knew that your brain could think and be a little bit more abstract and help these doctors do what they need because you're so intuitive and really understand how the body works. No, if you did it on a test, would it come out the same that was in your brain? No. And that's what I think is so fascinating. And that's why I love stories so much because they really connect us because someone can listen here and they could hear how fired up you were when you just literally were talking about that. Because And me knowing you and just knowing what you're doing in this space, it's just, it's, it's really unbelievable. So when you met Clay, take us through that a little bit, because again, you know, you were in sales, you were doing these things, you were in a really great space, but... There were some things that you, you know, you were fighting kind of internally. Right. So let me preface. So like in 2005, I was able to go to Singapore and work with the hospitals and, and the, um, the big healthcare systems over there. And I was blown away by the technology. I mean, they put us to shame over here as far as their stem cell research and other treatment options. So then like, I always filed that away in the back of my head that God forbid I needed stem cell therapy. I'd be going over to Singapore because it was so advanced and then I met my husband a couple of years after that, and I had never really heard of the regenerative medicine space, you know, and at the time I was working for a company where we had a lot of products in the wound and skincare space. I did know that there was a lot of terms thrown around in the space like collagen and hyaluronic acid. And I did learn early on that if you put stuff on top of the skin, 
that a lot of the expensive products that we're buying as females, that those molecules actually won't penetrate through the dermis and work at the cellular level. So I had a little um, insight to knowing that healing the skin takes stuff at the cellular level to signal and tell the body how to heal. I met my husband. Um, he was actually one of the developers of this product we sold and I was blown away. Like I have never fallen in love with technology like this. And we were able to heal so many kinds of patients. I mean, babies that have open abdomens that they said they were going to die because their intestines were sticking out. And we'd be able to put the powder on that he had helped create. And through working with him, he's, we had visions of like how to make it better. And first off, I was like, why, if this, if this product recognizes injury and signals to your body how to heal and remodel, why is it limited to wound care? Like what if we formulated the product differently and injected it to a heart muscle, like after heart attack, could it prevent the heart muscle from dying? Or what about like after traumatic brain injury? And I, we just had all these visions, but we were handcuffed. We worked for corporate America. So we actually got lucky that really bad things happened with this company and we ended on in bad terms, which was the biggest <laughs> blessing in disguise. And I said, this is great. This is our chance to do it ourselves. We're not going to take outside funding because we saw really ugly behaviors when the board members were involved. I said, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to come up with a better product. We're going to give the body more of what it could potentially use to heal and remodel better than any other product out there. And from that platform, we can develop different ways to deliver it to the body to help with like a ton of different problems patients may have. So we started FetTech and um, now here we are today. Yeah, no, and Years I love later. this. Yeah, so the thing is, and so I want everyone to kind of also get that timeline a little bit. I think sometimes timelines are so important in, in people's brains because they'll be like, wait a second. So Danielle was working in corporate America. Clay was working as an, you know, an inventor developer in corporate America and they met. And through that kind of initial meeting, they formed this friendship and then they formed this kind of like, let's brainstorm because they saw that they had a lot of really interesting things in common. And then through that, they, they fell in love, which is, I mean, it really is like this Hollywood story, which we will be sharing. Trust me, once, as I said, in the next month, the next two months, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out with that tech, which is going to be exciting. And, um, and then throughout the years, I mean, you heard what Danielle was saying, like, what if you use it here? What if you use it there? You could see the drive, right? The drive that Danielle has. Clay has a very similar drive. And the thing that's so beautiful about the Fetties is their heart. They really are about wanting to help. And so I would love for Danielle, you to kind of, kind of you, as you guys formed Fet Tech, like what, what was the mission and some of the things that were really important? And then let's get into the, you know, well, really the first it. mission was, you know, not to sell anything or, or put anything in the market that we didn't think was like, the most amazing product ever. So Clay had helped develop most of the products that were predominantly used in the wound care regenerative medicine space. And we looked at them and we're like, okay, over time, the evolution of these products, what made them better and better and better? So I don't know how much the listeners know about different things we use in the healthcare space, but when we say collagen, for example, there's multiple kinds of collagen. There's collagen one, two, three, four, five. You know, there's hyaluronic acid, there's elastin, laminin. There's all these wonderful things that our body needs to heal. And it's not just one thing, you know, and, and what you may need, Juliet, may be different than what I need. Similar to taking a supplement. You go to GNC, like it's over, or Amazon, it's overwhelming how many supplements are on the market. And it's a combination of the best supplements all in one area that really trigger your body to heal as best as possible. So most of the regenerative um, medicine products are taken through extracellular matrix. 
and tell me if I'm geeking out too much, but um, <laughs> basically that that's the cell, uh, the extracellular matrix um, is where your cells live. And it has a web of information and tools that basically tell your body how to function. So we figured out a way to extract the most, the, the widest variety and the most potent um, biomolecules all in one spot, which I knew how good it would be at the time, but it wasn't until I saw it clinically used when we started in Florida and in some hospitals down here that I was blown away. I mean, patients, I never thought my wildest dreams we'd be able to heal. I was like, wow, this is such a blessing. So like I, like I said earlier, we've been used in the hospital since 2018. And it was early on where I said, hmm, I love all things beauty. I love all things aesthetics. And it was actually during COVID where I couldn't get Botox. And I, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize how many wrinkles I had. I'm like, what can I do at home? And wait, what if I micro needled my skin and then put our technology over it? Because now I'm creating little trauma in the skin. I'm allowing our product to signal at the cellular level, what kind of rejuvenation and what kind of downtime from like healing would I have? And so I would just play around and I would be on Zoom calls or afterwards and Full disclosure, I would not recommend any patient do this. I mean, I'm a nurse and even so I know like sterile, like how to be sterile and not get an infection. But even even so, I was still a little nervous to microneedle myself. So you can have complications like an infection or you want to go to a healthcare provider. To I was going to say, right, you go to a healthcare provider. Yeah. And I'm going to pause you for a second. Because, so as this was coming up, so the, the technology, because when you're someone listening that doesn't know the health care space, they're going to be like, wait, it's a technology that put you on, you know, on your face, a, a medical device. It is an, a platform. It's called MTP, which is a multi-tissue platform, but it is a substance, right? Yeah, so so the can you explain the, a little bit the, about that? Yeah, it's kind of confusing because the medical device, like before I married my husband and learned all about the FDA pathways, um, I would think like, a pacemaker would be a yeah. medical device, right? So the way that the FDA clears our type of technology is through a medical device pathway. So it's, it's classified as a medical device, even though it's in powder and liquid form, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's cool because I don't know this factually, but I, when I view what they're using in the aesthetic space, I think a lot of people try to enter that space because it's a billion dollar, you know, it's, it's huge money in it. So I think everyone's trying to get the next best thing to get a piece of it. Whereas Clay and I, we genuinely know wound care. We know what happens when your body gets blown up by a, a missile and how to heal it. So we thought, wait, if we're already putting this into patients, what happens if we were to transition this and make this available for patients that are, you know, want to look prettier from the inside out? And I would say that the majority of these thoughts, I would get calls all the time from patients that had um, cosmetic procedures post complications. So like a breast lift and they have a huge hole in their breast and they had minimum that you have minimal like blood flow in your breast tissue because it's thin. And so they wouldn't be able to heal. And I'd say, okay, yeah, you, you can use this, our, one of our products. And it, that kind of just evolved to wait a minute. Why aren't we proactively treating our skin, our biggest organ in our body with all these wonderful components and make it stronger and healthier from the inside out? Not to mention, like, even if it couldn't do that, I know how quickly it heals after a traumatic event. So like post, post microneedling or post laser, you know, I've tried so many procedures, but I can honestly say I was petrified of doing a laser procedure because I'm a burner. Like I don't want my face to hurt. And I've seen pictures of friends, you know, I've seen friends after laser and I'm like, I don't know if I have the balls to do that. But now with, with our MTP platform in gel form, I'm like, wow, I know it will be soothing. I've heard patients in the, in the burn hospitals say it helps with pain. 
So I'm really excited to try it. Yeah, because that's that that is one thing. And that is one thing that's important to say. Not only does it help heal, but it also helps with the pain. And that is because you guys have been FDA approved. It's been in the hospitals in use since 2018. So that's what is is also a really cool story. This is kind of already been used. And then Clay and Danielle have this whiteboard where they're like, well, who can we help next? Who can we help next? And that's really what you guys are about. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I said yes to working with you, even though, you know, I was running my own company, you know, my podcast and all these things. I said, everything that you guys are doing is exactly what my values and what I would want to do. Helping people is so important. It's so rewarding. But right now, I mean, in, in, not even right now, all the time in the world, we need people like you guys. We need people that you stay curious, ask questions, but also are like, you know, we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, we're going to try something else. You don't let those kind of things get to you. And it's, um, I mean, the company, every employee, you know, now that I've gotten to know everyone, I mean, that is one of the things that we love so much about working for FedTech is it is like, we sit around and brainstorm. We sit and talk. Like it is, it is such a powerful place. It's really inspiring, right? And, you know, I, I always dreamt of the day I could get to a place where I absolutely admired and it felt like I'm a better person from the people that I'm working Mm -hmm. with. And there's such a level of trust and excitement that we'll have calls and I'll say, I'm so excited for our kids to look at us and, and know that you can follow your passion. You can do something that you love and it may not be easy. I mean, they've seen me cry too when, <laughs> when times were really tough, but to be able to be that excited where on a Saturday, if you were to reach out to me, I get excited because we're moving in the right direction. It, it's just the best feeling ever. Um, Wait, I have to pause you because, and this is so off. So excuse me, but follow me. Didn't you say you were doing microneedling? Yesterday, yeah. yesterday, I was actually sick all weekend and I wanted to do anything I could to feel better. I'm like, well, maybe if I get it like in my neck or, and, and go in my sauna. So I actually microneedling, I took pictures, I microneedled and I put our technology on there and I should be red. I, I mean, that was kind of ballsy of me to do the day before a podcast with you, but, but you, but no, this is so crazy was, because you can't even tell. So yeah. I've, in full disclosure, I, I have never done microneedling. I didn't even know what it was until I started working at the company, even though I'm vain, but there are things that I just, I'm like, Oh wait, I need to know more about this. So it is really fascinating because again, it's about keeping your skin healthy. Yes. You want to look good, but you also want your skin to, to be healthy. You want it not just to be like healthy. You're working out, you're eating, but if you're not taking care of your skin, you're going to, you know, age in a different way than when you, when you're taking care of your skin where you could age better. And I think that's what, I don't want to say better, but you can age healthier. And so I love that. So you can't even tell that you microneedled. I mean, anyone that's listening that has microneedled and there's no filters here. There's, you know, I mean, this is, that is insane. And you use, no, and use I was product. nervous. Yeah. Because zoom has filters, but this platform does not. And I was like, Oh, what if I'm red? But you know, it's, it's um important for women to know that there's a lot of products that are advertised to claim to have, you know, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, collagen, all these things. And I think it's important if you want to buy it because it makes you feel good to use, that's wonderful. But it's also important to be aware that a lot of the biomolecules, these, these ingredients, if you will, that are on these, in these products, they sit on top of your dermis and they're not necessarily working at the cellular level to do what the claims are. And it's really interesting, like marketing, I'm paying attention now more to, you know, the, the signs at Sephora or at my dermatologist's office, because we're going to be launching soon in the aesthetic market. And it's amazing with the before and after picture and what companies can do and what claims they can make. But I also know your body needs a lot of this stuff. So like there, we're not required 
and as far as I know in the aesthetic market as well, like, and then the cosmetic market, you could have a speck of collagen or a speck of hyaluronic acid in your product, but you you don't have to disclose how much of that. So how much of it is really pure? And the one thing I'm so, so proud of, because I have a little granola crunch, even though I'm all things aesthetics, but I do believe in a blend of Eastern and Western medicine. There's a time and the place, but anything I can use to naturally enhance anything about my body or health and not put anything that is like a risk or toxic. I am so for that. So what I love about our platform being introduced into the aesthetic world is that instead of putting foreign things into your body, like filler, and I'm, I, I have filler, I, full disclosure, I love filler, but wouldn't it be nice if we can plump up our skin and make it healthier from within instead of every year losing elastin and collagen, we're putting those things into the body. So it will be interesting to track these patients and see the rejuvenation effects. Of well, everything. And, and I love that so much because again, my listeners know like I, you know, yes, I have a lot of granola in me as well. And so when you guys, I remember when you were talking about this and I was like, there's nothing that is, there's no adverse reactions. I mean, that's one thing going back to, again, you guys are being used in the hospital since 2018. You've been working, as Danielle said, with neonates up to elderly, 99 years, and there hasn't been one asked adverse effect, um, effect. And that is because this is something that, as Danielle said, naturally works with your body. It comes, the product is derived from a natural um, path, which is, which then I was, you know, so pumped. I remember sitting down with Dan and saying, okay, the Fetty's just asked if I wanted to come on board, you know, as their chief communications officer, this is insane. Like, let's talk about this. And I remember Dan asking me, he's like, okay, honey, medical space, like you have a lot of opinions <laughs> on the medical <laughs> space. Um, you know, I get frustrated with pharmaceutical companies, all those advertising. And I'm like, okay, all these things that can hurt people. I know it can make people better, but why can't we be better? And it was like at a time that you guys came to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I believe in, right? This is like something. And, and that's one of the things, again, that I love about you guys so much because you don't cut the corners. You don't do things like that because you guys are so passionate and so believe in what you're doing and knowing that you're going to help so many different people out there, I think is amazing in so many aspects. But as you said, why not? Like, this is something that you are passionate about. You love the the cosmetic space. You love, I mean, that is one thing that is, you're passionate about that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's especially because again, I love all things beauty. I mean, even earlier on, have you heard of the PRP, um, some people refer to it as like the vampire, vampire. Okay, I've heard about that. Yes. Basically, they take your own blood. And this is used in a lot of clinical offices around the country where they, they pull your blood up and they spin it. And they're trying to get a specific growth factor to put on top of the microneedling with the goal that it will make you appear more youthful. And I was like early on, wow, I cannot wait to have the MTP platform and a gel liquid substance so we can we can replace the PRP because PRP is just like one growth factor, one of many, many, many things that's in our product. So I'm not I'm not saying this to pitch it, but selfishly, I I told my husband, even if we don't launch in the aesthetic market, I will be using this all the time. So I need a stash of the gel. You know, if you if you want to miss this this boat and go on to like heart injections and MS and you know spinal cord injury and osteoarthritis, go for it. But I am using this on my body. So now that we're so close to launching, it's like, mm -hmm. wow, this is this is exciting. And I'm gonna pause you for a second, but all of those other things are also on your bucket list. And so that is, again, the thing that is really interesting is kind of the timeline. And and my listeners know I love the timeline on things. This really just organically 
kind of flowed. And that is one thing that we talk about all the time. And I talk about it on the podcast all the time, kind of listening to the universe, God, whatever it is, but putting yourself out there and being like, okay, what is my next? Like, where should I be going? And that's one of the things that you guys are so beautiful at doing as well. It's like, we know these things that can work. Where do we start? And, and what do we move forward with? And the aesthetic kind of just came about because of, as you said, in COVID, you were like, Oh, I need to try this. And then it was like, Oh, wait, we're, we're already in the process of making a gel because we know we're going to be in, into, you know, getting that tested and seeing where that can be injected and where that can heal. So might as well piggyback off what we're doing in these big spaces and help people in this line. And again, this is not about money because you guys know. That's going to come, but helping. And that's again, what another beautiful thing. It's never been like, where can we make the most money? Let's do this. And that is something both of you and even our, you know, chief scientists have said. And I really thought about that. I was like, Oh my God, I never really thought about it again. This is a new space for me, but you could be working on something in a pharmaceutical lab or doing whatever in the medical world. And it could be, Oh my God, this can save so many people, but then. The suits, and I don't like to say that because then I sound like yeah, no, no, it is it. true. There were there were so many times Clay and I had visions of like we if we tweak the product or create something like this, we can use it for this kind of patient, and we just got shot down by the board members, which is one of the reasons why, although it was so hard in the beginning building our own business, you know, we're like we're going to be resilient here, we're going to do it ourselves, and we had to remind ourselves that the reason is because we want to help whoever we want to be able to help, and to help someone that has a financial incentive is going to dictate how we choose to operate. I mean, I, I, my husband and I are pretty, pretty on the same page. We knew that there's an abundance of money. That's not what drives us. In fact, there's a huge pressure, like a moral obligation every day when you live knowing that you can help so many people. It's very overwhelming. It's very gratifying. It's very humbling, but there is this pressure. I mean, I get reached, you know, people reach out to me. I don't even know how they find my contact. I try to stay private. Um, as I'm on this podcast, but you know, I, because I do want to help everyone. I do want to be Tinkerbell and sprinkle pixie dust, and make everyone heal. You know, I, my dream is that the more abundance we have as a company, the more charitable work we can do and the harder we can fight to get certain things reimbursed so that every patient has access to them. Right. And, and those are conversations again that we have on our weekly calls, which are just so brilliant and amazing. But so again, as you said, this is, this is the gel is, formed. It is going to be launching soon. So if all of you are listening and be like, well, we, okay, we want it. How can we get it? You cannot get it yet. But this is why I wanted Danielle on this podcast, because I want you guys to start watching. I want you guys to start listening and seeing what Fact Tech is going to be doing. Um, it, it's just... And it's, could, you could log in. I think pretty soon our Raya Gel website will be up. So if you do want to follow the story and the timeline as to when it would be available, you can go to Raya Gel dot com or go to the FedTech website and there will be a link there as well. But it is, it's super exciting. And, um, it's ironic how you, I always say like you plan and God laughs, which is so true because earlier on it, when we started this, um, company, like Juliet, you said we had a whiteboard and we had a vision for all the products, you know, all the things we were going to test our, MTP platform against aesthetics was pretty low. And I think herpes was like the last thing. And then right before COVID broke out, we had to do testing on our product to make sure it was safe. Um, and that and this is if, the gel. This is even though the powder is being no, used. No, just, just all the products all in the general. Products. Okay. The MTP platform in general, we had to test and say, okay, mm -hmm. so if 
if there was a virus, because we actually take this material from pigs. And I don't mean to sound gross, but the, the beauty of it is we get it from organs, the spleen and lung that would have been thrown away anyway. So the people that make ham and sausage and all that stuff and bacon, they would have thrown this stuff away. So we're actually saving the planet and saving people by using it. And, and I asked you guys like, that. I, I mean, that yeah, was one of the like, questions. I love animals. And I was like, wait a second, you're not like killing. And you guys were like, oh my God, no. And Danielle, yeah. that's another thing that we also connect on, which again is just beautiful. But right. So you use... We love animals. The Right. So you use the spleen and the lung. So the whole, yeah, we needed to test, like, if there was a virus, how would that transmit to potentially patients or affect our product? And this is, like I said, right before the pandemic, the COVID pandemic broke out. And long story short, we figured out that our product kills envelope viruses. And at the time, I'm like, what is an envelope virus? I don't know. And I started Googling it. I'm like, okay, herpes. And I actually get fever blisters once a year. So I was pretty excited to use it on my, you know, if I got a potential fever blister, and we just kind of left it at that. And Claire's like, okay, cool. One day when we formulate the, when we turn the powder into a gel formula for other injections, we can kind of explore it if we have time. COVID broke out. Every, the world shut down and Clay sat down. He's like, do you know what an envelope virus is? I'm like, you already told me it's a herpes. He's like, no, the world's most deadliest viruses, Corona, HIV. I mean, he, uh, Ebola, shingles. And herpes, shingles and the list went on and on. So now we're during COVID, like the first month, and we were like all hands on deck trying to turn at the time MTB platform, our first product launch was the powder. We were working around the clock to turn that into a gel because you can't really test like how it would affect in the lungs or in the bloodstream or other um, viruses. We had to figure out how to administer it there. You can't like snort. I guess you could snort powder if you wanted to. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we spent the whole time trying to figure out what to do. And, and, um, but the cool thing is, is it forced us to make a gel faster, which we could launch in the aesthetic space. So we're kind of working on a lot of angles at once right now as a company, not just the viral side. And we're doing some cool things with the government. But which again, soon. that's what I mean. So follow. So right now we are this, this podcast is going out tomorrow because I said to Danielle, I want to have it to go out tomorrow and our, um, we're doing facelifts to fettech.com, which will be out probably in, in, in a week. And then also, um, all of our other ones. And I'm not going to say all those other things, but that's what's so cool. Cause this was all organic. This was like, okay, wait a second. This is what we can do. And as you said, it is really fascinating being here because we are, Juggling. And that's one of the reasons why I also said yes, because it's still entrepreneur. Even though I'm working for you guys, it's still an entrepreneur kind of mindset because you guys have that mindset. And again, one day we could be doing stuff, as you said, working with the government, then going over and, and talking to, you know, the PR company about the plat, you know, the, the, the aesthetic space. Then we're over doing something over here. And I can't say some of the stuff because we're not allowed to speak about some of it. And Vicky would yeah. <laughs> have a heart attack. And <laughs> a cry. regulatory person would not love it, but you know, it's, that's the, the beauty so of being amazing. an entrepreneur, but also, you know, you, you can't get too comfortable an entrepreneurship because there's twists, turns, pivots. I am very excited. I grew up the way I did struggling in school because it made me very quick to pivot mm -hmm. and turn. And I don't think twice. I mean, that's just the way my life has always been. Figure it out. You, does it feel right? If not, pivot as fast as possible and go on to the next best idea. So one thing our team does really well together is we all have that like-mindedness where there's no ego. We don't get too attached to ideas, but it is nice to know that when we do get attached, it because usually it's because it comes from such a pure, beautiful place of wanting to help other people. So if it feels good, we get to run with it. 
if it doesn't feel good, we get to pivot and go a different direction. So that's one of the beautiful things about having our own company. Yes. And it's also beautiful how you very, I mean, you really, the people that you hired, as you said, all do that. And you guys did a really amazing job doing that as well, because you always know there could be someone, and especially in the science space, you know, I said to you, I go, it's, it's amazing how even the science side of the company pivots too. But then they were like, well, yeah, you could work on something for two years and it doesn't go to market. And I was like, Oh my God, that would make me insane. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Like no. the, the investors approve that you're going to start a science project and you're so excited about it, but you believe you're going to help save people or help them heal. You're two months, two years in. I mean, that is so much patience. I don't like waiting two minutes for anything. <laughs> you're two years in. You're so close to figuring out like, is everything I thought and worked for for two years going to pan out? And then they cut the budget and say, Oh, sorry, we're done. I, I mean, if someone did that to me, I would lose my mind. I would lose I, I can't my even, shit. I would lose my right? shit. I, so it is nice that our employees know that that's not going to happen. And another thing is that although we are like-minded in the sense, like we'll divide and conquer our team and we're all willing to try new things and we have the most pure hearts, we all come from such different backgrounds, which I think is awesome because I don't want two of me. Like I, I know what I'm already good at and I know where I need help. And luckily all the other team members um, come from different walks of life and different experiences. So we really balance each other out, which is, I mean, I, Look, I have kissed so many ugly toads before I found this team. I, I prayed for this team. I knew what I wanted, but I've gotten burnt a lot in business because I'm generous to a fault. So I'm glad the timing's now because this is this is probably more so when we need the most support because of all the cool things happening. Yeah. No, it is it is an amazing thing. And um one of the other fun things is, as I said, we brainstorm and do all these things. So also stay tuned because Masterminds in Medicine brought to you by your next stop is going to be coming out. And we're going to really dive into this medical space, which is going to be really cool because again, this is something now I'm super fascinated about and super passionate about. And so we're going to have, it's going to be a, a podcast that's going to be um, hosted by myself, but there's going to be other team members that are going to be on and and talking, but we're really going to talk to these really amazing minds in this medical space. Again, that I've just become all of a sudden fascinated. Yeah, I can't wait and to I ask questions. You, you asking a lot of questions really sparked the, me wanting to educate the audiences more mm -hmm. because knowledge in healthcare is power. It's everything. And I never want a patient to feel like they can't be inquisitive and they're they're not smart enough to ask a certain question. If something's in your mind and in your soul and you have that question, no matter what healthcare provider you're in front of, I highly recommend asking a lot of questions. And if you don't feel comfortable finding a new healthcare provider, but within each specialty, there's so much to know. I mean, I'm, whether it's wound care or cardiac or there's just so such an abundance from a reimbursement angle, from what products get approved through the FDA and why you could talk to a million different <laughs> a lot of different uh, cosmetic surgeons and they're going to have different opinions as far as different techniques. So I think what my goal would be is just to create enough awareness to make the audience a little dangerous. And the fact that you've heard about a couple concepts and then you can run with it and either do your own due diligence and research or ask your clinician. And again, it stems back to my kids asking me when we go to the beauty store, all things beauty, like, mom, why are they saying this works so well? And you're going to have a 30% reduction of X, Y, and Z if you use this ingredient. And I have to educate them. I'm like, you guys, it's 
again, don't get scammed. You know, you can use whatever you want and have fun, but just know a lot of what you're buying out there is marketing and it's sitting on top of your skin. It's not working at the cellular level. So and that brings a good point. And I love that because I question everything. My, my, my listeners know I've raised my kids to question everything and do it in a very polite way because you don't know. So it, it, you have to ask a question if you're feeling unease about something. But you also brought up a good point. When we do launch in the aesthetic space, how can um, a patient get our MTB and use, right? They can't get it off the shelf. They can't go to Sephora and get it. So if you can take them through a little bit of that, um, it, what's in our minds, like how it's going to be kind of provided. Right. Well, we're not FDA cleared yet, but once we are, it would have to be handed out by... Um, someone with a medical license. Mm-hmm. So I would just talk to your physicians about it if you follow us on the website and then they can write, they can email in through the website and, and someone and from so our company will get back. We'll get back to them. And that's what all of our websites are going to have where there can, if you want inquiries and we're going to have that all and we'll start putting out some newsletters. We're not going to blast you guys where it's like, Oh my God. Okay. Enough, enough. But we're going to give you that education part, but we're also going to let you know, okay, this has launched. This is how you get it. So definitely you want to go to fettech.com and um, kind of put your information in there. It's getting a facelift. So give it about a week and um, you know, I'll keep reminding you guys on that as well. But Danielle, I mean, I love talking to you. We could talk all day long. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else wants to hear us talk all day, but you and I could have fun talking all day. <laughs> and it's okay. If they don't, they can they can shut it down at some point, but we could do it all day long. But thank you for joining your next stop and sharing yourself with us. And um again, it's a pleasure doing this, but also working with you guys and you know, knowing what we're going to be doing in the future is just it's really exciting. So you guys, you know what to do. You're listening to this. You're like, oh, this is really cool, but you do not know who needs to hear it. You also don't know who needs to get a little like kick in the ass. You know what? I need to do something. I've had these ideas. I've had this, but I've been afraid because I don't want to fail. Some of the kind of when you hear someone's story, you might be like, you know what? If they did it, we just talked about it. We're both dyslexic. We sucked at school, but we have gotten to our a point in our lives because we've stayed curious. We stayed hungry. We stayed where it's like, okay, we'll fail. We'll fail. We'll fail. Gotten ourselves up, dusted it off. Some days you, you get a little slower than others, but we always stay moving forward. And that's what I want for you guys. So again, like, rate, and review, and we'll see you for another episode of Your Next Stop. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 